0: In outflow of cash, China is losing money to the tune of billions. For the first time in two years, more money left China than entered. That's as imports grow and exports fall. And Chinese shipping containers dawdle around empty Chinese ports. What's driving this trend? Is it all due to China's draconian zero-COVID policy? Or are other factors at play? Welcome to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Billions of dollars moved out of China within three months last year, from October to December. Those months marked the first time in more than two years that China saw a net outflow of money. That means exports dropped dramatically in that period of time. At the same time, the money China spent on purchases from other countries exceeded the money it got from selling to other countries that gap totaled $11.2 billion. This, according to analysis from Japanese media outlet Nikkei, it looked at data released by Chinese authorities. The total money outflow comes from the activities of both individuals and businesses using Chinese bank accounts. So why the change from an inflow to an outflow? It comes down partially to China's COVID-19-driven lockdowns. For most of 2022's fourth quarter, China maintained its strict zero-COVID-19 policy. At the same time, other Asian countries had started opening up by that time, boosting production and exports. Orders slowly shifted from China to Vietnam, Indonesia and other countries. Even now, that trend is showing no signs of slowing down. According to data released by China's General Administration of Customs, China's exports plunged by about 10 percent year-on-year in December. It was the third month of decline in a row. Online container leasing platform Container Exchange published some related data last month. It said the amount of goods China exported to the U.S. and Europe last year dropped nearly 20 percent. Now, empty containers are lying unused in Chinese ports. A recent video clip highlights a major port in southern China's manufacturing hub, Shenzhen. The usually busy hub is now virtually unused. On top of Beijing's lockdown policy, the worsening relationship between China and the West has also contributed to the slowdown. Right now, Europe is selling more goods to the U.S. than China is. That says more and more American companies are diversifying supply chains away from China. What's more, about 6,000 chip companies in China shut down in 2022. That's an almost 70% rise from the year before. Those closures partly due to industry pressure from U.S. sanctions. Is Beijing planning to provide lethal military aid to Russia for its war in Ukraine? The United States says it's ready to impose consequences on the Chinese regime if it chooses to help the Kremlin. NTD's Daniel Monahan has the story.
1: In our State Department spokesperson coalition. Ned Price says the administration has not yet seen the CCP provide Russia with lethal aid, but he doesn't believe the Chinese regime has taken that off the table. Price says the regime would be hit with sanctions if it attempted to further assist Russia's
2: conquest. Providing lethal weapons to Russia for use in Ukraine or uh, systematic assistance with uh, sanctions evasion uh, would cause real consequence uh, in our bilateral relationship. Price added that the response
1: would not be limited to the country as a whole. Uh, we've been clear we'll not hesitate to target uh, Chinese companies or individuals that violate our sanctions. The U.S. and its allies have long feared the CCP's economic and diplomatic support for Russia could evolve into providing weaponry. Those fears were reignited this month when Secretary of State Antony Blinken suggested the regime could be preparing to deliver such support. Price says the CCP's willingness to bolster Russia's economy and spread Kremlin propaganda internationally demonstrated a growing alliance between the two authoritarian powers, adding that China and Russia were increasingly striving to erode the rules-based international order. Daniel Monahan, NTD News.
0: The Pentagon has released a -a one-of-a-kind selfie. It came from a pilot who was surveilling the Chinese spy balloon, as across the U.S., The photo was snapped on February 3rd when the balloon was close to Kansas. Here are the details. The aircraft the picture was taken from is a U-2 Dragon Lady. It's one of the only U.S. aircraft that can fly at such a high altitude. Officials say the images showed what the balloon was capable of and that included conducting signals intelligence collection. The balloon was equipped with antennas and other gear for uploading sensitive information along with solar panels to power its system. More limits getting slapped on TikTok. The European Commission is banning staff from using the video sharing app on their work issued phones. And for those using their personal phones for work, those devices must also stay TikTok free. The move would affect over 30,000 employees. The Commission is the European Union's top executive body. It makes laws and manages day to day operations of the EU.
2: The measure aims to protect the commission against cybersecurity threats and actions which may be exploited for cyber
0: attacks against the corporate environment of the commission. Across the pond, the federal government, as well as most U.S. states, have already banned TikTok from government-managed devices. That's over concerns that user data could end up in Beijing's hands. TikTok is owned by Beijing-based developer ByteDance. Under Chinese law, companies must hand over data if officials ask for it. TikTok denies handing over user data to Beijing and said it is disappointed with the EU Commission's decision. Europe's top human rights watchdog, deeming a years-long Russian ban illegal. In its January 31st ruling, the European Court of Human Rights took aim at Moscow's ban on certain informational materials. They are related to spiritual practice Falun Gong. The Kremlin issued the rule back in 2008, at the time of the Beijing Summer Olympics. The ban covers four materials, including the discipline's main book, Duran Falun. Russia also outlawed two pamphlets that introduced the practice and highlighted Beijing's human rights abuses, plus an investigative report on the Chinese regime's forced organ harvesting. Organ harvesting is known as part of Beijing's persecution campaign against Falun Gong. Launched in 1999, it aims to eradicate the practice. Moscow labeled the four materials as extremist in its ban. But the European court says the restriction violates freedom of expression. Levi Browdy, executive director of the Falun Dafa Information Center, welcomed the court's decision. He told the Epoch Times newspaper, quote, we recognize Moscow is not the CCP adding that Russian authorities can write their course and not do the CCP's bidding in suppressing religious freedom. Canadian human rights lawyer lawyer David Matis also commented on the ruling. He co-authored the report that Russia banned. In an email to the Epoch Times, he likened Moscow's rule to Beijing's, saying birds of a feather stick together, adding that citizens in both nations are entitled to freedom of speech and name only. Maidis said he doubts Russia will abide by the European rulings, but called it a voice of sanity. Russia withdrew from the Council of Europe in March last year. The council includes the European Court of Human Rights. Moscow has refused to comply with any of the court's judgments since then. Falun Gong follows the core principles of truthfulness, compassion and tolerance and features five meditative exercises. Beijing's nationwide suppression of the system continues in China today. Falun Gong adherents in Russia also face pressure for their beliefs. Caught red-handed, ex-employees of a South Korean electronics company found to have stolen semiconductor technology. From there, they allegedly handed the secrets to China. NTD's Sean Marshall has more. Former employees of Semis
1: a Samsung subsidiary, have been convicted and jailed for technology theft, according to the Wall Street Journal. Semis trade secrets were reportedly stolen and transferred to Chinese companies. Semis produces equipment used in the semiconductor and display manufacturing process. The information obtained by the ex-employees were equipment design blueprints and a list of related components extracted through photos and misappropriated files from 2018 to 2020. A South Korean court released its ruling on Monday sentencing a former researcher at Semis to four years in prison for legally obtaining the company's proprietary technologies related to its semiconductor cleaning equipment and using those technologies to build similar tools destined for export to China. Six other ex-employees of Semis were also found guilty of technology theft and received sentences of up to two and a half years in prison. Semis itself was fined around $768,000. Sean Marshall, NTD News.
0: At least six people are dead in China's Inner Mongolia region. A large-scale coal mine collapse caused a disaster, and nearly 50 people are still missing. Here's the latest.
3: The collapse happened at an open-pit mine operated by Xinjing Coal Mining Company. Last year, the company was cited for multiple safety violations. The initial cave-in struck at around 1 p.m. Wednesday, burying people and mining trucks below in tons of rock and sand. State media reported that a mudslide disrupted rescue operations for several hours. Inner Mongolia is among the country's top coal producers. Like other regions in China, it's been producing at a heightened rate over the past year under a government call to boost local supply.
0: An urgent plea of investigation. Six lawmakers are calling on the FBI to investigate a banker named Dominic Ng. The lawmakers are concerned that Ng could spill the beans on U.S. intelligence to Beijing officials. That's over his alleged ties to the Chinese Communist Party and the influential position he's holding right now. Let's zoom in.
4: President Biden tapped Ng to represent the U.S. at the Asia-Pacific Economic Cooperation, or APAC. In this role, Ng would have access to privileged information and intelligence. He would also advise world leaders on key issues. APAC is a forum that promotes free trade in the Asia Pacific region. Its 21 member countries account for over 60% of global GDP, including the US, China, and Australia. Ng's appointment comes two years after he donated to President Biden's fundraising committee called the Biden Victory Fund.
3: Before, uh... President Biden nominated him, Mr. Nigg had donated $100,000 to the Biden Victory Fund and $35,500 to the Democratic National Committee.
4: Philip Linziki is an investigative reporter. He broke the story on Inc.'s ties to agencies linked to Beijing's United Front Work Department. The state agency works to expand the Chinese Communist Party's influence overseas. Experts say it's involved with Chinese espionage efforts.
3: And what this is, is the Chinese Communist Party's effort to manage those outside of the party. And so they are targeting non-Chinese, they're targeting religious minorities, and even traditionally they're going after um, business associations and trade unions and all types of clubs. They want to get uh, control of these different organizations so that they can establish a united front and push the CCP's policy objectives.
4: And here's what Lin Zikian covered about those ties. Ng has held high-level positions in groups tied to Beijing's United Front Work Department. Since 2019, he served as executive director of the China Overseas Friendship Association, or COFA. The United Front Work Department founded the group. Looking back to 2013, Ng worked as the executive director of another agency related to COFA. It's called the China Overseas Exchange Association. Ng met with two leaders from this organization in the U.S. and China. These two leaders are also members of what's called the CPPCC. That's the committee that oversees Beijing's United Front system. One of Koya's leaders is Chou Yuanping. In a meeting, she told Ying that she has faith in Chinese-American elected officials and hopes they'll play more active roles in Congress, local government, and think tanks in the future. Ing wears multiple hats. On top of his seal title for East West Bank, he's also a member of a think tank in Washington called the Council on Foreign Relations. Beyond that, he's a former board member of the Federal Reserve Bank of San Francisco, Los Angeles branch. In the letter to the FBI, lawmakers highlighted a concern. They say China's United Front Department plus its affiliated groups allow people like Ing to gain influence in sensitive American institutions and advocate for Beijing's interests. They say Beijing used this tactic to infiltrate governments and influence policies and support outcomes deemed desirable by the Chinese Communist Party. NTD reached out to ING for comment but did not receive a reply before airtime. Lenziki said it's important for Americans to wrap their heads around a potential reality.
3: That there is a truly uh, widespread and insidious network um, that is uh, embedded itself in the United States and that um, this network of individuals um, belong to businesses they belong to um, local uh, community organizations. They belong to media outlets. Uh, and they're in government. Um, this is an extremely uh, concerning uh, potential reality for folks to um, have to grapple with.
4: Responding to the Republican lawmakers' letter, several Democrat lawmakers, including Judy Chu and Ted Liu, defended Ng. In a statement, they said no Chinese-American should face suspicions of disloyalty based on their ethnicity. The FBI said it has no further comment. NTD also reached out to the White House and AIPAC, but did not hear back before airtime. Coming up,
0: is China gearing up to give lethal aid to Russia? And if it does, how would the U.S. respond? These questions and more are rising ahead of Chinese leader Xi Jinping's upcoming Russia visit. We sat down with John Moody, former executive vice president of Fox News and author of The World We Wish for a Breakdown. His remarks in just a minute, here on China In Focus. Welcome back to China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. Next, we zoom in on the warning from the U.S. to China, saying if China provides lethal aid to Russia, there will be consequences. And what does Xi Jinping's upcoming Russia visit mean for us? We sat down with John Moody, former executive vice president of Fox News and author of The World We Wish for Insights. John Moody, thank you so much for joining us. Great to have you back on the show. My pleasure. So we're seeing a lot in terms of China, Russia, and the U.S. right now. It seems the U.S. is now warning China of consequences if they provide lethal aid and weapons to Russia. That's in terms of the war in Ukraine. What are those consequences? What do you make of this?
2: I, I don't think the United States knows what consequences to inflict on China. Uh, I think it's a not, not so much an empty threat as an intentionally vague threat. And then if China goes ahead and there's evidence that it is supplying Russia with lethal arms, then the decision making will come into play. But at the moment, I really don't think the Biden administration knows what to do.
0: And what would it take to stop someone like Xi Jinping? What would that look like? Well,
2: There are economic measures that the United States could could inflict on China. I I think it's something that I've been calling for, for. a very long time, uh, is the the restriction on Chinese imports into the United States. But when you do that, you're also inflicting pain on American consumers. And no president wants to do that uh, in the beginning swing of a presidential election uh, campaign.
0: It seems earlier this week there were those dueling speeches from President Biden, but also Russia's President Vladimir Putin. And Russia is saying they're leaving the SMART treaty that's in terms of nuclear weapons, and now we're kind of in this age again of potential nuclear war, but this this time with the Chinese regime thrown in. So what do you make of all of this?
4: Well,
2: you, you, you called it dueling speeches. I think Joe Biden brought a knife to a gunfight uh, and is perhaps not aware that China plus Russia is a pretty large number to be taking on. The United States has always felt that it's the strongest nation on earth, and it's always felt that it could counter any threat to its national security. The truth is this may be different this time. Uh, China plus Russia is more than two and a half million men under arms, ready to fight. Both of them are nuclear powers, and both of them are determined to make the United States a lesser power in the world, certainly not the superpower that it's claimed to be for the last 20 years.
0: And in terms of the nuclear threat, it seems Xi Jinping, China's leader, is set to visit Russia in the coming months and according to the Wall Street Journal that visit is in turn part of it is to call for peace and dissuade Russia from you know escalating this nuclear fight what what are your thoughts on that uh,
2: peace is a big word I mean, it, it's a short word but it means so many different things and I think that China has at least two angles uh, behind this visit the first is I think that Beijing is incredibly startled and disappointed and nervous at how badly the war has gone for Russia. They thought, like so many people did, that the Red Army was going to roll into Ukraine, wrap things up in a couple of weeks, come home and start drinking vodka again. Uh, in, In fact, Russia has had a very, very disorganized attack plan. It's had to change commanders three times. Uh, it has not taken Kiev, which was of course the main goal. Uh, it is fighting like crazy to, to hold on to what it owns in the Do- what, it, what it now occupies in the Donbass region. So I think that there's there's great disappointment and perplexity on the Chinese side. On the other hand, Xi Jinping could very well be be trying to strengthen and, and, and buck up Russia because he has his own plans for Taiwan and uh, you know a, a, another military, Uh, invasion plan, this time by the Chinese, he's going to want to make sure that just as he is supporting Russia, Russia will be supporting him, if not militarily, at least diplomatically. So I think there are at least two irons that Xi Jinping is is putting in the fire here with this. And he is right now in danger of losing that godlike image that he has projected for most of his reign uh, as leader of China. So I think he needs a win. Just like any sports team needs a win after it's had a couple of bad losses.
0: And in terms of, say, the U.S. feeling this, it seems, you know, we have President Biden saying, oh, we're going to help at all costs until we win this war, I guess. So, how are Americans going to feel this?
2: You know, President Biden's remarks were part of his way of speaking in public. Let's remember that President Biden also said, we're never going to abandon Afghanistan and remember what happened there. So President Biden's tough talk also sometimes has to be played against the reality that we've all seen played out during his presidency. Um, Yes, he wants to support Ukraine. Yes, he wants to rally NATO. Yes, he wants to get more arms sent over there, but he himself has nixed the transport of of F-16 fighter planes. Now, you you can say, well, we don't wanna upset Russia. Russia's already upset. And let's stop pretending. Um, the, the, the idea that if we send our best jet fighters to the Ukraine, Russia might really feel that we're, we're being unpleasant to them. They're our enemies. And all this talk about not wanting to make Russia do anything crazy, they're already doing something crazy.
0: And John, when it comes to, say, these two superpowers, the U.S. and China, often people are like, oh, it's fine that China wants to be a superpower. Most countries do. But what's really at stake here if China achieves its goal of global hegemony?
2: China is a superpower. China is our competitor. China wants to become the number one economy in the world, and it wants to become the strongest military in the world. And Americans, unfortunately, in this age, have become so complacent and so fixated on their own internal problems, you know, abortion and, and gender identity and, and stuff like that, when the biggest problem in the world is across the world from us, but it's just too far away for us to care about. Well, that's what the Romans said when the Visigoths started to incur on its territory.
0: And so how will Americans feel that if no steps are taken?
2: I, I don't know how most Americans will feel. I know that patriotic Americans who understand that China is a threat to the U.S. will be furious if the Biden administration doesn't make good on these hot, lofty words that, that President Biden used while he was in Ukraine and in Poland. There is a threat to the United States. We have to understand it. We have to acknowledge it, and we have to fight it.
0: And how would we go about fighting it? What are the steps there?
2: The, the range, as, as we just mentioned before, the range goes from economic sanctions to uh, cancelling Chinese imports. Now that sounds impossible. I, I, it's hard to go a day without buying something made in China. But habits and needs and, and, and virtue have to be taken into account here. Just because we buy something that's 10 cents cheaper because it's made in China doesn't mean we have to keep buying that product. And so that's the second step. First are economic sanctions, second is a ban on Chinese imports. And the third, of course, is to build up our military presence in Asia, as we are doing in Taiwan, as we're doing in, in other parts of the, of the region, so that China knows if it step takes one step across the Taiwan Strait, there's going to be war. And war is a terrible word, but that's the word we have to start using
0: does sound like a very dangerous time we live in. Well, John Moody, thank you so much for joining us. Tiffany, always a pleasure. That's all for today's China in Focus. I'm Tiffany Meyer. If you have any feedback on the show or have something you'd like to see us cover, send us an email at chinainfocus at ntd.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for watching. See you tomorrow.